I mean, fortunately, if he was only trying to kill you because you killed his dad, that's probably indicative of, of like, not a huge group of assassins going after us. It's the most, the noisiest thing in the classroom, just... You, you have a plus nine to investigation? No, I have a plus 12. To investigate? You're not smart. <laughs> no, not investigation, perception. Haha, <laughs> nerd. I'm like, wow, that was special. Chapter 151, Repercussions. Okay. So in the last episode, you guys ran into a little bit of a problem, didn't you? Um, you guys were... Uh, Just a small one. A small yeah. bother. <laughs> yeah. Got into a short fight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys had made it back to Faramond's. Uh, you were greeted with open arms by Nola. Uh, sounds like things are going much better there in the iron mountain and uh then uh you made it back to your apartments and uh, what happened there no one well you know i was uh attacked viciously in the back by some young dwarven rabble hooligan who was claiming yeah. i killed his father prepare to die now why would such an assassin type dwarf be in this mountain where craftsmen are are prevalent. I don't know. They're still warriors. I, I warriors because his father was here. I think uh, we'll we'll see what Nola has to say. Yeah. So you guys had finished off the combat, um, and uh, Kraval, you had clubbed the uh, the young dwarf to the ground, and his uh, inky black dagger had skittered across the uh, pavement, landing in the middle of all of you. And uh, then uh, that's where we stand now, or in this in the case of the. Uh, the dwarf lay prone now. Uh, so you're sitting there staring at this dwarf lying face down on the floor with an increasingly large bump on the back of his head. Uh, what and are you I gonna... tell everyone, I say, he accused me of killing his father. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's lying there on the floor. You guys are all standing uh, around. What are you going to do? Do you want to call some guards? I'm going to retrieve the dagger and then take some rope out and tie him up. Okay. I would like to enter the room. So as, as you guys... Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sort of kneel down to um, uh, grab the dagger. There, it just just as you're about to touch it, it just literally melts Ooh, don't into like a that. puddle that then just seeps into the stone, leaving a black stain behind. Don't like that. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. Um... You know, considering we had just dealt with the suck a month, ago, and now we have this disappearing dagger i wonder if there's more evil than uh, we suspected could be do we want them to turn carter could you do one of those uh things you do where you look try to sense out evil the uh divine sense yeah i'll do one of those so can i see any celestial fiends or undead within 60 feet of me. Okay. 
And no, you do not sense any uh, celestial fiends or undead. Could I also see if the puddle is still magical? Because I assume that that dagger would be magical. Um, and uh, yeah, it does, in fact. Uh, well, the, the residue on the stone does uh, uh, come, uh, come across as uh, necrotic magic. Hmm. But it's just faintly magical at this point. I think we should contact the guard and have a message sent to Nola. Okay, so you lean out the door and and uh, summon the guards there. I'm gonna go uh, grab Arlen. I entered the room. Yeah, you did. He, he made it there just as the whole thing stopped. Uh, okay. He's like, "What did I miss?" <laughs> hey guys, what did I miss? Anything happening? Oh my gosh! There's a dagger. Here I am with blood. worst brown recluse bites all over my body. Uh, how much are you down? I am down sixty. 60 okay um but i will take a moment and do stillness or um what is it fullness of body and uh bring myself up another 30 so i'm at 40 so i'm at 47 i healed myself hey okay, how how far are you down now 30 okay you get 30 hit points i'm gonna lay on hands you thank you Okay, and with a clatter, uh, the guards rush into the apartments, and um, they, you know they kind of stare at the ground, and and the the uh, uh, sergeant in charge is you know bows low and says, uh, "We came as soon as we heard. Uh, what's the situation here? Uh, who is this rascalian?" So he attacked me. Uh, I hope you are not terribly injured. I was pretty well. Uh, I was pretty injured, but but my uh, my company here has helped heal me up. Uh, and uh, he uh, turns to two of the guards and says, seize that creature. Throw him in the dungeons. And they I say he had, he attacked me with a, a fell black dagger that dissolved into the stone. And I, were, I point where, where that black patch was. And the uh, guard captain just kind of goes over and kind of toes at the, the black mark on the stone. and says, I don't know what this magic is, but it doesn't seem natural. Uh, we'll have to see what this all means. And they uh, haul the uh, the youth out of the out of the room, just dragging him bodily. He's still out cold. I'm like, wow, that was special. It's like no, I didn't expect um, for us to have to set up watch here in in the mountain. No, I have a, another question. Remember when we uh, helped Nola defeat that demon thing that was pretending to be the Baron? Didn't, we Didn't she take out one? Oh. I think we killed one. Well, more particularly, I think no one might have. I think that that might have been a... That, that is the case, but at least as of now, the he seems to be unrecognized. And my impression was that the dwarves of the mountain had a pretty good idea who lived small town and all. So... Uh, not everybody always knows who everyone is, and sit, like I couldn't tell you all the dragonborn in the nation, but I'm familiar enough with most of them to find somebody. Yeah, I think that might did, be the case. You didn't live there, but this is a small town, right? Well, it's, it's many, many layers the, deep. So yeah, there's there's thousands the son, of dwarves. Certainly, the dwarves. son of a royal guard would be known, especially by other guardsmen. That does make sense. We will have to interrogate this this child. 
Okay. And uh, so um, anything else you're going to do here now or you're going to actually settle down for the night? And, and the guards, um, you know, the guard sergeant tells you that he, he will leave two guards in the, uh, in the parlor and two more outside the door to make sure nothing else happens in the night. Okay. So I searched my room thoroughly. I think okay. that would be good for everyone I'll to do as well. Too. Why doesn't everybody roll for me investigation? Twelve. 12. 14. 13. 3. <laughs> so, so Arlen does the thing where he's like looking under the uh, table and he bonks his head on the table and you know then, <laughs> then he then he like reels backwards and ends up running into the uh, the coat stand and and everything goes flying in all directions. But yeah, you, so none of you find anything unusual in any of your rooms. There's a secret door lever, but he manages to hit like his head on one side and his arm on the other and completely miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's right here well that's interesting i'm gonna poke out to the guards as anyone who can search the room for secret entrances and the guard says well, let me see what i can do and um one of the guards pelts away and then um about half an hour later a gnome shows up and he's got this box in his hands with these two long metal antenna. Oh, no. And it's like the box blinks and makes some noises. And he just starts walking around the room and it, it kind of goes. Um, That's pretty accurate. That was good. Oh, good. <laughs> nice job. And uh, he uh, finishes the whole circuit of the room and says, I'm not seeing a thing. It seems to be entirely normal here. Does he find a piano and go ding a ding a ding a ding and say they hate that? You know, if we're going on the Ghostbusters meme. No. So what about the spot where the dagger was? Can he look at that spot? Um, and he he does he goes over and does kind of make a a, a higher pitch noise, and he says, um, "There's only some residue left here of whatever this was. It's fascinating." Have you a way to test it? Um. We might ask any of the artificers if maybe they can test the magical residue. Please. <laughs> okay. And then uh, about another half an hour later, um, someone shows up and they uh, have just a test tube in their hands. And it's full of some clear liquid. And the uh, he gets down there with just like a little scraping tool and just scrapes the little um, bit out of it in there, puts it in the test tube shakes it around it it turns kind of a bluish color and he says whatever this was it was full of necrotic energy i would say this is something from the nether planes nether planes meaning which plane the ones below do we know what planes are considering i'm a farmer i don't know do you you're not in the room okay and adri probably would know what planes are that's true I mean, I, I understood that nether plane meant below. Yeah, but you would certainly know. <laughs> I would know of the other. Well, that's a pretty big thing amongst oh, your Oh, pencil. yeah. Right. And I certainly would, given my appearance. And, and ancestry. Do they, do they have a sense of which particular nether plane? He says, I will take this back to the lab and see what we can find. Thank you. I will give you a report in the morning. Yeah, considering, you know, I have and red skin, I'm, I know what hell is. You know what the abyss is, together. Yeah, we're not necessarily 
completely evil. Um, not necessarily know every weapon that could come yeah. out of it, though. Okay, is anyone going to do anything else uh, while we're waiting for, or are we going to conk off for the night? I'm going to conk out. I've got some key to regenerate. I sleep. Or should I say I go back to sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Arwen. You were, you were there on time as usual. Yes, I was. It was at the furthest room. It was. Even okay, so you guys knock off for the night, and uh, you actually do get a nice restful night's sleep after all the uh, craziness that happened. And uh, get up in the morning, and uh, breakfast is uh, arrives just about uh, just about the time you're ready for it. And uh, once again, uh, very spicy, uh, but very tasty. And um, then you guys are ready to go. Any, anyone need to do anything else before you head off to court? Were we going to the court? Yeah, you need to get the report from the gnomes oh, on why okay. the sulfur is not sh uh, shipping. Oh, I thought we were going to go to them. Okay. No, Nola had requested that uh, the uh, the gnomes explain uh, what needs to be done with the sulfur. Friends in high places, you know. Okay, anybody doing anything? Well, and I certainly want to inquire about our young friend with the infernal dagger. Yeah, did he wake up at all? Or um, well, you can ask Nola when you get to court. I will. To me, that seems a little more important than sulfur at the immediate moment. Yep. I mean, fortunately, if he was only trying to kill you because you killed his dad, that's probably indicative of, of like, not a huge group of assassins going after us. Unless yeah. <laughs> dad had, like, five kids. Yeah, that's true. The only thing is... It's the dagger that I think makes this more interesting than yeah. not. Yeah. Revenge, the common enough place, but it's the weapon he used well, that yeah, makes me wonder his... Yeah, considering we have now had a succubus and this dagger, also, how hard he was to hit. Like, he has some serious yeah. magic stuff on him. Yeah. With And with where we are, it, when magic's rare enough to come by as it is, he's been bankrolled by something. And he he was rolling high, too. So, yeah. I don't know what bonuses that dagger gave, but dang. Or maybe he just had phenomenal dexterity, one of the two. Okay, but he'd have to have, like, a plus... Eight to get a twenty AC, unless he was like a super character and not a real character. Your meta gaming showing, Bryce. Okay. Yeah. Well, I you, have a okay. pretty phenomenal dexterity, but and like, I don't roll twenty. Yeah. Okay. Think of okay. that, that someone like Noan, who we know has extremely dexterous yeah. form, is not able to not get hit that much. So. Yeah, I don't. I'm not rolling like that. So, we'll have to try yep okay um so uh you guys are off to court then <laughs> yep very good okay so um you guys uh, take off for court and uh um there's actually a bunch of courtiers there but um no nola um and then about uh two minutes after you guys arrive uh she does arrive you know there's a, there's a the doors are thrown wide and all the courtiers bow as she comes in uh, what difference are you going to show her? I would know what to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to do what I should be doing, which I don't know what it is, but... So uh, you, you, you would definitely give her a, a a low bow as, as you know, the no. baron of, of an entire barony there. I'll indicate Arlen to do the same. 
Oh, yes. I hope the rest of the group knows. I, I imagine know. we're used to bowing as a show. Yeah, we've been, we've seen barons. Yeah. And then we've deposed them, but we've bowed <laughs> while they were there. Killed several, yes. We've only yeah. killed, like... But respectfully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the proper decorum. Yes. S sort of like Pirate Roberts would do it, you know? Okay, good. And um, I'm not bowing. Oh, okay. That seems unnecessary, Cri but okay. Kraval, no, Kraval doesn't bow to anybody. Not, not no Dragonborn does. It's just, it's just ingrained in them. We don't treat anybody any different than we would treat our own leaders, and we don't bow to our leaders. Well, that's why you're a warlord and not a diplomat. That's fair. Yeah, sure. The diplomats won't bow either. Well, I think a diplomat would if they didn't want. A, a meeting to go wrong yeah. but needless to say i'm sure nola uh, knows the craval okay and uh nola um you know takes her place and seat and and she says first off let me extend the pheromon's deepest apologies to our allies who were attacked last night um it uh it was a regrettable situation and uh we'll have a full report on what was found um we, uh, I'm deeply sorry this happened to you. We had hoped that the, uh, the days of having uh, violence in our halls were done. And I, I asked Nola respectfully, I would like to be present at the interrogation. So, very good. Well, as you can imagine, um, as soon as he came to, uh, he was uh, queried about uh, what was going on. But uh, what we do know is uh, his name is Cullen and... Uh, uh, he is the son of, um, unfortunately, of one of the guardsmen who was here when uh, you and and uh, and I uh, deposed the fiend that had appeared as the previous baron. And unfortunately, he was one of the the few that died in the fight. And uh, uh, from what I heard, uh, shortly after that, he disappeared from the mountain, and uh, no one knew his whereabouts for months. Um, and uh, uh, lately, apparently, he has returned. I was unaware of that, uh, but apparently, uh, he must have gotten in league with uh, other folks that uh, led him astray, and apparently gave him quite an interesting weapon, from what you tell me. Interesting weapon, and uh, I have fought many creatures, and and young Cullen could strike with remarkable accuracy and could avoid blows with incredible deftness. Say, as you know, I am one of the most agile people uh, that I've known, and I do not move that way. So, and I asked, did he have some items on him that would perhaps enhance his ability to move or, or deflect harm? Well, as you can imagine, his uh, items were stripped right away, uh, but uh, they, uh, they, nothing could be found that was uh, out of the ordinary. So for someone to have been gone a few short months to come back with this level of skill is surprising. I mean, at a meta level, we've all very short amount of time. Yeah, but we so. fought like... This is true. It's not true. like we were sitting there training. Something significant happened. Yeah, why. so so to gain that level to be able to attack me in such a way, something very different must have happened. I, I tend to agree. I, and obviously... Um, mind uh, does wander immediately to that fiend that had replaced the baron if uh, she was able to do that uh, what could she what other powers could she bear on this um 
it seems a very likely possibility that uh, she may have recruited young Colin to, to her side. But then and if he had a, a, a blade of the underplanes, yeah. who's to say he wasn't trained in the in the nether planes? Uh, it seems very very like a possibility. But once again, we apologize um, for putting you in such a strait. Um, but anyways, let us let us uh, get on with the business of the day. Um, and she kind of uh, leans to the seneschal and says, uh, "Please summon the gnome." Uh, representative to explain the situation with the sulfur and uh the uh seneschal summons a, a gnome forth and he comes up and bows low and he says your highness i am here to explain the situation with the sulfur what questions can i answer and Nilla says um explain to me why uh, something as common as sulfur is all of a sudden being hoarded by the gnomes and the the uh, gnome says well, this it's not all that uh, amazing a situation. As you can, as you well know, we use the sulfur in the cannons that are used by our uh, our vehicles, and so it is considered a strategic resource, and we can't let it out of our grasp. Uh, if we were to loose our stop stockpile, then we may not have enough in case things should go south with Porta Magnum or one of the other baronies again. If it's so common, then you can certainly spare some. Well, we, we must make sure that we have a, the adequate supply in case things should uh, go in the wrong direction. And, and I and I fix the gnome with a steely, a steely eye and say, uh, no disrespect, or perhaps some disrespect, but the last time we, we talked with one of your gnomish leaders, they turned out to be a flesh-driven wizard that all but destroyed the upper village and tried to attack us, so... You'd have to understand why I would be hesitant to accept yet another bizarre statement. And on top of that, I don't think it's the gnomes who get to decide where... Am I correct, Nola? And Nola turns to you and says, uh, You're quite correct. Um, and she turns to the gnome and says, I believe that we can all have an optimistic outlook on how things are going. Uh, right now... Combat seems to be the furthest thing from any of the barony's wishes, and I think we shall be safe moving forward. So I am commanding that you send as big a shipment of the sulfur as you can spare right now, at least enough to cure their vines. And the gnome kind of looks perplexed and, and but said, you know, bows deeply and says, As you wish, we will look at our supplies and send as much as we can right away. And I and I add to that, and be sure that is you find sufficient amount. I don't want to hear tale of, of what you can, uh, what you can give is a pittance handful. And uh, the gnome says, "We will make sure that it's enough to cure the ills in Kalesque." Out of curiosity, what is it that you gnomes feel is adequate stockpile for your cannon? Normally, we would have all we can get. Uh, we can combine that with uh, a few of other ingredients and produce quite a powerful explosive. And uh, as you saw, that we end up using quite a bit of it, in just even in the last uh, combat with Porta Magnum. That's understandable, but please keep in mind that in order for support to be maintained between nations, 
trade must always be open and supportive to everyone. By denying even something simple as sulfur, you risk damaging your long-term safety when you need something from the people that you've denied for potentially so long. As you say, and he bows low to you and uh, says, with uh, with your leave, uh, your highness, and Nola nods to him and he, he uh, turns about and, and uh, strides out of the baronial chambers. And um, so uh, Nola looks about and says, well, I think we got that little problem under out of the way. Um, shall we uh, go down and, and interrogate this young Cullen? Uh, before no, before we do, uh, if if it wouldn't be too much to ask, perhaps send a non-involved party with that particular gnome to make sure that things are as you hope. Ah, can do. I'll I'll make sure that. Uh, and she turns to the seneschal. Would that be something you can do? And the seneschal bows and says, "I would be most happy to do so." Yeah, the the gnomes oh, the gnomes have not been proving themselves trustworthy. Speaking of gnomes, I, uh, no, not right now. Never mind. Okay, we won't speak of the gnomes right now. Okay, so shall we adjourn to the cells below? Yes. Okay, and uh, so they uh, go down several levels. And you're clearly in the brig at this point in time. There's a bunch of cells uh, with iron bars uh, just lining this hallway. And uh, as the approach of the jailer jumps up from the, the seat he was sitting at and bows to the, the, bar the baron. And, uh, and she says, show me the cell of the uh, young rascal that was caught here, uh, Cullen. And uh, he says, follow this way. And they go about halfway down and... Um, they uh, get to one of the cells and you see the uh, jailer, you know, he is about to reach the key into the lock and he looks up and he says, Oh, by the gods, what happened here? And you look in there and Colin is sitting there and it looks as if like all of his flesh was just sucked into himself. Like he just turned into this desiccated prune overnight and you guys can't help but notice that on his cheek, there's just this white outline of a pair of lips, like, you know, one of those kiss marks. Wow. Well, it looks like it was our dear friend, the demon. Yeah. And so the uh, jailer wrenches the, do the, uh, the door open and uh, he says, yeah, he's, he's well and truly dead. Um, I've never seen something so horrible in my life. Nola, could you have one of your clerics that's a little more seasoned to come up here? We could always question him from the grave. And uh, she says, uh, didn't you used to be able to do that? I can still do it. It's just not something I'm ready to do today. I'd have to wait till tomorrow. And I don't know if you want to wait 24 word. Uh, so, oh, I'll, I'll ask about, but I'm not sure whether anyone here is uh, prepared to do that either. It's not something we get a lot of call for. Then if we could just, uh, without meaning to desecrate the remains, if we could just store them till tomorrow, then I will make sure that I can. Doesn't it take one hour? No, he needs to, to pray again for the day. 
Yeah, you, it's you a long only rest. do it once a day. Oh, okay. Oh, it's one hour yep. per day. Okay, yeah. Um, that being said, though, um, Creval, I think you guys need to get back to Port of Magnum. So, do you really want to take an extra day? What do we need to do I in Port of Magnum? Pretty much figured out what happened mm. here. I don't think we need to be too terribly concerned about it. Perhaps. Yeah, except now that we have a succubus and a lich who uh, are after us. I'm still not completely convinced the two aren't tied in somewhere or another. If, if we could somehow get the succubus's name, perhaps we could summon it by summon it directly and deal with it directly. Nola, I would uh, encourage you to surround yourself with those that are arcane and divinely gifted to help protect against such a creature. Hey, um, yeah, we've been taking uh, precautions, but we'll have to even take them down here in the jail level, I guess. Well, the creature did end up, did have found some way to push himself through solid rock, so we can only assume that there isn't anywhere in the mountain it couldn't get if it. Yes, I, I agree. What is it that we want well, to do in Port of Magnum again? Uh, well, you need to, Well, you guys originally were headed back there to take care of the phylactery, but you also you you've been gone for quite some time. Need to get get back there. Yeah. Uh, Carter needs to bring his family up to date on the sulfur issue and everything mm -hmm. else. Yep, that's true. Yeah, you need to report back on what you've been able to find. There isn't apparently much that I can do here. Um, unless it, unless we want to burn the resources to try to bring this poor soul back from the dead. I um, think it's been too long. Unless you are... Uh, that's fair. Nope, you're right. You're absolutely right. And this poor soul did try to assassinate me, so... No, it, you can stay dead. I think the most that we can do is just make sure that Nola's got as many precautions set up as possible before we leave, and then head on our way. I wouldn't hold that too much against him, Noan. How would you feel if someone were to kill Adri? I mean, I'm not his dad. But... Yeah. Well. Or you know, are you? There's one dun, thing dun, dun. for. <laughs> we don't reveal that part of the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really I own, pro. <laughs> I I only mean that as a sense of uh, that of all of us, Adri's probably the closest to you in terms of I time. We're teasing. <laughs> uh yes uh wanting vengeance is one thing selling one soul to the nether that is different means to an end um i would like to just go through the trade people before we leave and then we can either ride or perhaps get another well there'll be uh there'll be enough airships and sand ships and everything leaving from uh from pheromons to get to port of magnum uh regularly they're so close together so i guess okay. get the last of any rations or preparations that we need and head out okay so yeah it's it's mid-morning so you guys will be in uh, port of magna by evening time um how do you want to get there is airship the best option well it is the it is definitely the quickest way to go then we'll do the, that one yeah let's do the airship <laughs> okay and we'll put uh, it on Cotter's tab. Sounds good. And uh, you guys get down to the, the dock works there, and there's a very familiar ship sitting there attached to one of the poles. 
Um, oh. Interestingly enough, the last time you saw it, it had like this spiral pattern um, printed on the uh, envelope uh, to disguise it. But this time it looks like the entire envelope, the entire balloon of the uh, airship is brand new material. But it's definitely Dania's ship. Uh, okay, real quick side note: the only reason I wanted to go to the trade skill was to like sell off all the stone, the statues and stuff that we'd gotten from okay. loots. Can I just convert yeah, that into gold? Yeah, well, that's a pretty easy one for you to do. The dwarves, especially, would be interested in, and would uh, pay you full value for those. So yeah, you could just convert those to uh, to cash. And actually, at that point in time, you can also convert whatever um, cash you guys want to to uh, gemstones to make it easier to carry. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm out of the space. Just convert that hoard into, except for some quick spending cash. Yep. Okay. And uh, so, do you want to uh, see about uh, contracting Dania's services, or do you want to try a different ship? What do you want to do? Oh, let's do Dania. We have a history. Uh, Didn't it, last time we try, she like adamantly declined. Last time we succeeded, she was like, "Hey, never." come to me again no no, no. Like she that. said never come to me again if you're gonna get me killed uh, i think okay. like it, she'll be fine as like a traveling service we're just going to another port yeah yeah it's okay Danya. we just want to go to a city <laughs> nothing's gonna we happen we found this <laughs> portal in the middle right she sees us walking up and no 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 no, no. <laughs> just, just takes off and leaves yeah all we have to do is dangle a purse of gold that will get our attention okay so you guys go down there and um and actually, Dania is uh, standing right below this ship. You know, it's got its uh, it's got its uh, ladder down at this point in time, and and she's you know fussing with some supplies. I guess that she's going to haul back up there. They're you know roping them. She's got a rope attached to him, and she's um, sees you coming, and she's like, "Oh no, it's not you again." <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of just puts her hands on her hip and says, "Which one of you told the Baron of Porta Magnum that I was that I was useful?" Uh, him? I, I think? point to Arlen. That, what? That I think it was. No, that would have been me. That would have been me. That was me. She said. Did you get conscripted? She says, do you know how much trouble this has caused? Now I have to be respectable. <laughs> I was happy running things in under the, under the noses of all the people. But now, no, now I have to be a respectable person. Are you getting paid better? I'm getting paid so much money. I can't believe it. <laughs> does it really matter yes I was, you're right I'm a right I'm I'm a right evil person you are so welcome for having a much better ship and higher end gear yes 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 here's five gold take us to Porta Magnum have it says fine I'll take it I, I, I look at Danya and I say I'm pretty sure in the near future we, we could uh, beg upon your services for some nefarious uh, destination if that would make you feel better fuel would, the adventurous spirit it would be like the good old days. Yes. She's now I'm doing we, boring things like running supplies back and forth, taking taking passengers. Well, good. Then I guess we won't have to worry about asking you ever again. Yeah. Well, that's kind of mean. Okay. I I meant that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have to worry that she's going to say no like she did that one time. You know, in the Underdark, that would totally be understood. Right. Just I so. mean, it was understood in real life, too. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Clear. Okay. Well, are you going to help her get her supplies above, aboard the ship? Yeah. Okay. So you guys run on up there and pull them up in there. And, 
and uh, she just starts the whole system going. And you notice that, yeah, the, the whole ship seems to be fitted out again. Obviously, it had a whole new motivation system there that had shattered when you first uh, took passage with her. And uh, But now, like I said, the envelope is all new. The rigging seems to be even all new. Um, the the other half of the ship that wasn't replaced after you guys got it destroyed is, is still the same. But... Uh, you guys take off, and, and towards the end of the day, once again, you roll into Port of Magnum. And it's kind of an interesting uh, deja vu moment, because obviously this was the way you arrived the very first time you came to Port of Magnum. And uh, things look much, much better. I mean, uh, the whole plague tent situation is gone. Uh, the uh, city itself seems to be just about as, as good as could be expected. And uh, she uh, pulls right into one of the, the first level docking poles. And, uh, you know, shove some uh, money in the hands of the, uh, the dock master. And you guys are in the first circle of Porta Magnum. So um, off to the uh, Fraser Estate, Connor. Um, I think that would be the best place to go for the night, at least. Before we could figure out other things. Anyone else have any ideas of what we could do? What time of the day is it again? I'm sorry. It's uh, on to evening time. You guys will be just in time for dinner if you hurry. In the morning, yeah. I want to visit. In yeah, I want to visit the magic shop. In the okay. We need to visit that individual who was so enamored with Arlen, the one that can imbue items. Oh, the the mage. Yeah. So Correct. We, so lots of lots of things to do. Okay, so uh, you head back to the Cotter uh, Cotter's estate, the Fraser, and uh, yeah. yep, and uh, obviously uh, as soon as you arrive, a, a runner is sent up to the mansion to let uh, let them know that the Lord of the Manor is home, and uh, there's a, the whole staff is is in front when when you come on out um, to welcome you, and That's weird. yeah, and uh, and Sinia says, oh, this is wonderful. You're just in time for dinner. Uh, come on, come, 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 come. And she comes and, and uh, you know, kind of clasps hands with all of you and uh, ushers you inside. And uh, she's, and she turns to Cotter and says, why did you not tell me you were going to be here? We could have made better preparations. Well, we, up until about mid-morning today, we thought we might have to stay away for another day, but it turns out that we could just get here she says, well, you must, you must let me know more thoroughly. I mean, uh, we'll just have a regular dinner tonight. It won't be a feast like it should be. Regular oh, no. dinners are fun. They are much improved over what we've been having for the past several weeks. Well, I, I'm sure that must be the case. You, you must fill me in on all of your activities. Uh, they must have been uh, most spectacular. I'll glance at no one and say, uh, yes, we'll have quite the time. Yes. Ah. And so um, you all sit down to dinner and uh, uh, you, you do get the feeling that some of it has been kind of rushed uh, to the table. Like they actually went and grabbed some extra loaves of bread and things like that. But uh, it's a, a, a sumptuous feast. Um, and uh, you guys uh, oh, nice. are, you know, have a, have a nice and uh, familial dinner uh, with everything. Um, so what, uh, what, uh, do you want to reveal to Sinia now that you're home? So, let's see. Since we've left, we went to the Dragonborn. We talked with the Druids. We went through 
back to Lowford. Mm-hmm. And we went off the coast immediately after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much from uh, Lowford down to uh, the coast and, and uh, went out to Dinosaur Island. Yeah, yeah we, we, we met uh, an ancient king. Oh, uh, we can mention the hunter dude who's from here and say yeah. that we met with him if she knows who he is. And then... And and actually, Sinia says, um, yes, yes, uh, th- there was there was some sort of game hunter that was making the rounds of the parties. Uh, brought a whole bunch of heads. Really disgusting things, really. It was... Uh an interesting time being with him but he did have quite the settlement there on the island and so yeah uh tell stories of going deep into the caves below the storm giant king's island and fighting beholders and stuff um don't forget the dragon oh yes i forgot the uh, dragon. The dragon. I did dragon. forget the dragon. And we do so many great things. Giant sharks, the sea devils, yeah. you know. Just another Tuesday Different at the way. office. Formally marrying that guy down on the coast. Um, Do we want to tell them about the phylactery that went missing? No. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is a no. Because, I mean, I know we didn't do it to, like, the ruler of the dwarves but this is like my family so i don't know do you have anything to say matron senia uh forgive my impertinence uh but i recall a few conversations that were had between my brother and you before we left and i can't help but notice is this a new pattern on these plates Oh yes, uh, you, you did notice. We uh, we we were able to afford new china. It's uh, fabulous. Well, in Kato, your mother is so much happier now. Um, but yes, uh, so I'm very happy to announce that our relationship between your people, the dwarves, and ourselves has been very profitable. Um, and and actually, Kato, uh, as you probably know, uh, one of the great things about being in the carting business is that um, you get to make money no matter whether a mine. Uh, succeeds or fails they, they still need to cart their ore back and forth um but apparently uh, your discovery in the mountains has been very valuable and yes we we've done very well in that particular uh transaction and um uh it's gone very well i believe for your party or your people as well uh Kerval. uh they've been able to get quite a bit of resources the the dwarves pay them handsomely for extracting the ore from their lands uh but yes uh, we've been able to do that and and actually um speaking of that and she looks over at uh, one of the, the the servants and says, "Could you bring those in?" And um, a gal comes in with a, a silver tray, and on it are um, a bunch of small little packages, all kind of uh, bound up, um, and they're all you know done nicely with little bows and stuff. And and they put one in front of each of you. It says, "I've been able to uh, procure some items for you." Uh, Seeing as we're doing better now, Cotter. Um, so if if you would all uh, enjoy your presence, uh, thankful thankfully to all of your hard work, um, we have had success, and we would like to repay that success to all of you. And so each of you has a small package in front of you. I'm gonna glance at Cotter to see like 
what's the proper thing? Like rip into it or just like rip into yeah, it like, until it is done. Everything. Or just like just like not do it, like not open it right now at all. Cause I'm like No, I'm gonna open mine. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna glance at Arlen and I'm gonna pull the strings, the ones that aren't looped. I'm gonna roll my eyes and open it. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is how you untie your shoes. Yeah. Mine are all Velcro. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I know, learn that stuff. Yeah. We come from the it's business. A Velcro cantrip? Nice. Yeah. It's the most no- the noisiest thing in the classroom. Just <laughs> Actually, they're, they're shoes of attaching. Yes. Shoes of attaching, yes. you're correct. Anyways, so interestingly enough, um, Craval, your package has a pair of very stylish look or stylistic looking um, spectacles in it. Ha <laughs> nerd. And <laughs> then Noan, yours what? has what look up, look like metal tiger claws. Tiger or tire? Tiger. Okay. Tire claws. <laughs> yeah, no, tire tire claws. They're like snow tires for yes. his feet. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and then uh, Cotter, you get a, uh, a uh, bag. It looks like the other bags of holding that the other people have. Um, Arlen, yours has a folded up cape. And then Adri, it's mm-hmm. yours has a simple but elegant golden um, makeup compact. Ooh. And mirror she, of enhancement. Uh, and and Sinia says, I tried to get items I thought would be useful to you. Um, so let me explain to you what you have. Um, so Craval, um, the uh, our uh, imposing uh, dragonborn. Uh, as I've noticed, you are the only one of the group that cannot see when it is dark out. So I was able to get for you some goggles of the night. Ooh. And goggles of the night. So while wearing these dark lenses, you have dark vision out to a range of 60 feet. And if you already have dark vision, you have, no, you have uh, you increase your range by 60 feet. So you now have dark vision to 60 feet while wearing these spectacles. Which is pretty cool. And then uh, for no one. Um, Thank you, sister. You are most welcome. And and for no one, um, I had to search far and wide to find these. But these apparently are an antique that was once wielded by one of, well, maybe not your order, but uh, if not your order, a similar one. But they are uh, the uh, Tiger Claws. And so Tiger Claws, these are uh, a uh, plus one fist weapon. So I can use these part of my unarmored attack? Yes. You can punch people yep. with your claws. Yep, or slash them with your claws. Yeah, Wolverine. It's slashing damage, yeah. <laughs> and, and really, they only, they only go a couple inches. I mean, you, you hold them in your fist, and they only go a couple inches past your fist, but still, it allows you to have plus one, plus one uh, tiger slashes in each one. They're like fancy brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. And what's their damage? Um, you get the usual uh, damage you have for your unarmored. Oh attack. yeah, one D. Yeah. yeah, my mom stuff. Exactly. But the plus one. Yeah, yeah it would, it'd probably be one D six if anybody else uh, did yeah, it. But 1D6. you get you get to do whatever. Yeah, one D six for me, right? I think they'd be one D four for one D four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the plus one. So yeah. they, but they also do slashing damage. Is that yes? What mm-hmm. yeah. Slashing damage. Yeah. And then and she says, and for my husband, a bag of holding, <laughs> to bring back yet more of your successful treasures. Um, and then uh, for Arlen, um, 
since um, from at least all the tales I've heard, um, many of the times uh, you need to get out of danger's way. Um, I understand it's uh, uh, sometimes you get cornered and, and bad things happen, at least from what everyone's been telling me. So this is a Cape of the Montebank. Ooh. And the Cape of the Montebank, it smells just faintly of brimstone. Great. But while, <laughs> That's what I need yes. now. While wearing it, you can use it to cast the Dimension Door spell. Heck yeah. As oh, an action. And the property of the Cape can't be used again until the next dawn. Uh, when you disappear, you leave behind a cloud of smoke and you appear in a similar cloud of smoke at your destination. The smoke lightly obscures the space you left and the space you appear in, and it dissipates at the end of your next turn. That's really cool. Yeah. A light or stronger wind. I'd be gone. Smoke. <sighs> yes. So you you can now literally bamf in and out. Heck yeah. That's. I was reading about this uh, magic item actually. I was like, and for you, I have a cloak of billowing. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you lost yours, so he's <laughs> <laughs> another one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll give no on this cloak of billowing back. So, um, and the, and then for Adri, um, this one uh, not as useful maybe out there in the real world, but then may, maybe again it will be. Um, I have one of these myself, and she, you know, reaches down and, and pulls one out, um, and it is most useful, if not um, uh, useful in combat. But and she just. Um, takes the you know takes a little powder puff out of it and she just wipes it right across um her you know from her nose to her eye and all of her makeup is completely gone and then she right. and then she wipes I that in real life yeah right yeah and then <laughs> and then she wipes it back the other way and all of her makeup is back and it's perfect wow that is awesome yeah. useful she says yes it, it saves me hours a day it's the concealer concealer. <laughs> <laughs> I need to... What is Thank it, you. What is it called? What is it called? This thing? Yeah. Just a magical compact. The okay, magic item of... He just made it up. Oh, he just made it up. Because <laughs> I, I have to get that for Tyler's character. Okay. I'll write it up for you. Thank well, you. Well, I, I, will, I will thank her very much. It is the puff of pristine visage. Yes. That's more useful than she knows, actually. So well, Cynia, it, it would. I have. We have a gift for you. Um, unfortunately, I did not have time to wrap it as neatly as I might have if I'd put more thought into it. So I do apologize. And I'll I'll reach into uh, the bag and I'll pull out one of the thick rolls of the dragon hide. I know this seemed more practical than maybe pretty, but I doubt you'll find another person who can sell a hide made out of dragon. She's. This is actually dragon hide then from from your uh, from your combat from your victory. Yes, your husband was quite was quite adamant that you get this directly from us to you. I'm gonna nod. <laughs> well, you better. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure that we can do something fabulous with this. And she kind of gives you that glance, uh, Cotter, of what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so, very it's good. more that you wanted hides from our. You said the more exotic hides sell for more. The last time we set up our trade, ah, yes, I can't I think of anything more exotic than a dragon. And I, it's not again. It's more for what you might be able to do with it for your for the. Very good. Um, well, yes, we'll definitely have to see what uh, profit we can make out of this. This is um, most fabulous. 
And uh, you guys finish up your dinner. You have sherbet at the end, as always. Um, and is there anything you all want to do before you conk off for the night? Check for assassins. Okay. <laughs> Roll for investigation. Oh, no, no. I just want to like okay. look around as I walk into okay. the room. Very good. Roll for investigation. 12. You see no assassins. Is that everybody? No, no, just, no, no. just Cotter. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I rolled a 29. What did I find? But evidently nothing. Nope. You do find an assassin. Yeah. Uh, you you find... have a plus nine to investigation? No, I have a plus 12. To investigate? You're not smart. Perception. <laughs> uh, perception? Okay. You do find an assassin, but unfortunately, it's you, also a breed of orchid. I have a plus orchid. five to investigation. You find the three hidden safes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you do find an assassin, but it's only a character assassin. And this so. is why Krabal doesn't include her, because she doesn't like him, and she's always insulting his intelligence. Aww. Okay, good. But he doesn't understand the insult, so it's... <laughs> it's a perceived thing. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you you come in and Kraval's looking upset and and, uh, and he, you know it's like what's up Kraval? It's like Adrian insulted me. It's like yeah, she did that last night. Why why are you upset about it now? It's like Cotter just explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well on that happy note, you guys all make it back to your rooms and it's uh, nice to be in the familiar Fraser walls and uh, their uh, comfy comfy environment. And that's where we're gonna stop today. Okay, and the theme of the day is repercussions. And actually, this is one of the neater things about role-playing games. Um, those of us that came up playing RPGs back in the day and then came out with all of the massive online role-playing games that you can access these days probably had the same experience where you ended up being just somewhat disappointed you know you worked your way through the valley you took out all the enemies you got to the cave at the end got down in the cave got the prize came back out and the valley is full of enemies again and you're like what the heck i just cleared all these things out um obviously uh with the taste technology they fixed all that but um, that was always one of the best things about playing RPGs in the tabletop is the story evolved. The characters' actions had consequences, or at least they should in a really good, uh, well-laid-out story. And yeah, there were consequences here. Uh, way back when, uh, when the party was involved in deposing the old baron, uh, yeah, no one did take out one of the guards and, you know, could have used non-lethal damage, but ended up using lethal damage. And uh, his son came around to seek revenge. So that was interesting. It almost got him, too. That was uh, a very near thing. Anyway... So uh, the party's back in, in Port of Magnum, and they're getting presents. How fantastic is that? And uh, we'll have to see what they do next. The world is open to them, uh, but there seems to be yet more problems stacking up. So are they going to the mountains? Are they going to the clouded oasis? We'll just have to wait until the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. 
rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.